I broke everything. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Kill me. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Am I getting through to you? Over! Everybody, and welcome to another episode of Vampire's Piss, a special episode. Very special uh, episode. For all involved. Yes. Um I am Cassidy. And I'm Matt. And uh we have watched the movie in a very unique way. Mm-hmm. Um we've done a little something. I like to call the morb swap. What is um, Cassidy? What is the morb swap? I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> that was a part of it. Well, I don't even understand. I I'm glad you asked, Matt. Um, I'm sure this was a very confusing watch for you um, because you, <laughs> what you watched was a little edit of a movie I like to call Morb's Kiss, where you're watching the movie Morbius, but you're hearing the movie Vampire's Kiss. Mm-hmm. that's um, true had the visuals from you know the new hit number one movie of the year morbius mm-hmm. with all of the audio from my good old buddy vampire's kiss yeah um and i watched a movie i like to call vampire's morb where um i watched vampire's kiss and heard morbius um and I'll say right up top, that fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I it, it was not good. I was really excited for the movie to sync up in weird, fun little ways. Mm-hmm. And it did not at all. No. Um, I'm not afraid to yeah. say that this is probably like the worst wash that we've done so far. Yes. Just- yes, it is. <laughs> So I guess I guess technically I've watched Morbius though, so that's good to get out of the way, kind of. Mm-hmm. Not that I really yeah. know what's going on. But. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, we're definitely gonna do this again, and we're gonna switch copies. Yeah. Um. So we'll both have absorbed the entirety of Morbius, um, one way or the other. Yeah. I mean. I'm not doing this again in the near future. No, so, it'll be a while. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait to learn really what Morbius is about yeah. um, through the lens of Vampire's Kiss. Well, we're we're gonna figure it out together. We both got like half mm-hmm. a piece, and then half of a, yeah. another piece of something even more beautiful. But you know, uh, I hope you weren't <laughs> expecting me to take notes on the plot of Morbius because I <laughs> I did not. I remember. In the movie, he, like, he said, I think he's referencing, um, he's referencing the, the Hulk movie with Ed Norton. Mm. Um, what he, he, like, says the line, uh, I'm getting hungry and mm-hmm. you won't like me when I'm hungry. Oh. And it sounds like he's, like, chained to a table or something. Couldn't yeah. tell. Um, and that's like a reference to hulk i think yeah so like you know morbius i guess is a vampire Mm-hmm. less though than pure lowell if i'm being perfectly honest oh shit really i mean personally like i'm not a huge fan of the vampire so like you know that he's like He's like the Spider-Man equivalent of a vampire, you know, he like, uh-huh. he was concocting like the, the serums and stuff and he was studying bats mm-hmm. and he has like this big fucking laboratory where he's testing all this stuff and he has like this fucking like little pillar can glass container filled with bats that they're always just like mm-hmm. flying around there in circles all day and night. Yeah. No place to roost at all, I'm yes. assuming. So, no, not really. So very, like, ungothic, very, like, non-traditional, which is fine to Mm -hmm. not be traditional in a vampire movie, though. Yeah. It's, 
you know, he's like the vampire Hulk, which like I think is like inherently a lot less like mystical and fun. And no, not at all. I don't know. I feel like ultimately, like I and he, I guess he like turns into animals towards the end when he understands his power better, and he has like this echolocation kind of thing. That does look cool. Interesting. Yeah, I was I was very curious what was happening at the end because uh, for me the the like the fi- the entire final climactic scene the entire final fight between some british lad and yeah. morbius that was that was matt smith uh famous right Doctor Who. yes How he's oh that's why he was I'm so very, british i'm sorry matt smith <laughs> you deserve better well the the final fight between those two takes place entirely within the um like therapist delusion scene Mm, yeah um and there's not a lot of lines in that scene there's a lot of dramatic music and like fluttering bat noises Mm -hmm. and so like during that scene i was just sitting there like what is happening there's Mm -hmm. a lot of music and not a lot of like telling sounds Mm -hmm. is the movie over and i couldn't tell if the movie was over the Morbius is a bit shorter than than Vampire's Kisses. Like mm-hmm. it, it kind of wraps a... up everything like pretty quickly, and then like yeah, before Peter even gets killed by Emilio, like the movie's already yes. over. My actually, my uh, my my uh, standout moment is at the end of the movie because of how Morbius wraps up before Vampire's Kiss does. Yes. My standout um, moment is the credits, because at the end, after the post credit scene, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just text and sound, and this horrible experience is over. It's just everything is, it feels right, you know? <laughs> That's true. You get to listen to Peter Lowe die over the sounds of credits, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, I mean, you that know, was, yeah. the, the main takeaway from this watch, really, is just that... I'm reminded of how much I like the score for Vampire's Kiss. See, yeah. That was what I was missing. Mm-hmm. Because when you take that out of Vampire's Kiss, it becomes miserable. Because I was also, like, not enjoying myself. I was, like, the movie was bland looking. Yeah. And I was just, like, uh, the it was so bland sounding. I was just, like... Mm-hmm. I was itching so bad. I was like, please give me like a disco song. Give me some like <laughs> weird synth. I need something. Yeah. Um, what is the music in Morbius like? Is it just like normal, like Marvel-y kind of normal. like? Yeah, it's like Marvel-y music with like a touch of horror to it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But not like fun horror. It's just yeah. like scary chords. The only time where I like perked up a little bit from the music was there's this like montage or something. I don't really know what was happening in Morbius. In the movie, in Vampire's Kiss, he was trashing his house. Yeah. And... um like uh rachel had come over while like after he trashed the house and like made himself his little coffin Mm -hmm. um there was like this song playing and it was like this weird like kind of like r&b like club type sounding song and uh the lyrics like you're trying to have sex you want to have sex you know and it was just like i was like what's happening in morbius right now it was so weird. I don't remember specifically what was going on at that mm-hmm. scene, but I remember that was one of the few parts where it did sync up and it to be kind of complimentary. So mm. I'm pretty sure there was like a clubby fight scene or whatever. And like, you know, so I just heard mm. Peter like breaking stuff and that matched with the chaos of the scene. The only times it really like works is just when like a pensive scene where no one's talking like happens to happen when like... Mm-hmm the music and vampire's kiss is just going on and because it's so it's so gothic and like classic horror like it really just Mm -hmm. adds to everything even when there's nothing going on so that was going to be my question to you how many times did the movie sync up for you because for me it was literally only twice uh i'd say like two or three times there's a part where morbius does like the batman spider-man kill where he like swoops down and picks someone up 
And as mm-hmm. the guy was going up, it sunk with the sound of Peter's elevator going up. And so that <laughs> was kind of funny. But... That, yeah. It was mostly just me trying to, like, interpret, like, what was going on, you know? like Yeah. Not the movie of Morbius, but, like, how, like, I could possibly, like, spin this to connect, like, these two completely, yeah. like, uncomplimentary things. And I was just like, all right, well, like, you know... I assume his name is Michael Morbius, right? I think I heard that. Uh-huh. So, you know, Michael yes. is Peter, and, like, the, the love interest uh-huh. is sometimes Rachel, and sometimes Rachel's, like, these two cop characters and stuff. <laughs> and sometimes Rachel is Matt Smith, <laughs> which, like, adds, like, a particularly, like, you know, homosexual implied tension between them. Nice. Oh, also... um badly sung up was like all this parts with like child actors sunk mm-hmm. up with um the parts where peter was having sex so there was just oh like, no <laughs> terrible <laughs> just like i don't remember if it was like jackie and peter or peter and rachel going at it like as we're learning uh-huh. about these child matt smith and child morbius's yes. fucking backstories i was kind of like zoning out during that like yeah. The other thing about Vampire's Kiss and Morbius is, like, it's almost like a two-to-one ratio of, like, or not even, it's like four-to-one ratio for how many scenes happen in Vampire's Kiss and how many scenes happen in Morbius. Yeah. I felt like every time a scene, would, like, I was watching a scene happening, and I would, like, watch the scene happen in uh, Vampire's Kiss, and four different scenes would go yeah, on in, yeah, like, yeah. Morbius, where, like, they would be, like, here and here and here and here, and it was, like... I'm still in the office and he's still yelling at Alva. (laughs) But like Morbius has gone from like a a ship that he ate everyone in and now he's in jail. And I'm like, yeah, this is crazy, man. This movie, like Morbius either moves at a breakneck pace or Vampire's Kiss really takes its time, which I think the latter is true. Yes. I mean, it's a combination of the two. I mean, you know, Morbius is not, I assume... (laughs) you know if my read of it is correct is not (laughs) quite as you know an in-depth character study as vampires kisses like you're given a lot to like just kind of process everything that peter is and he's very overwhelming and yeah you spend a lot of time with them and like you really yeah after you know after the fifth watch or so like you really figure the guy out you know yeah first you're just kind of perplexed and baffled Mm. by the decisions that are made but then after a while like i think you do gain an appreciation for it i don't know if morbius is the same i feel like no i already kind of understand him um i remember being immediately like wigged out by him because i was just like you are like because like they're both dying of some kind of like chronic illness or something yeah yeah and they're on like crutches uh, and stuff in the beginning yeah and then like matt smith discovers that morbius is a vampire now yeah and he's like yo give me the vampire juice i want to be a vampire i don't want to die yeah and then morbius is like no i can't do that i'm protecting you and then he's like you're literally killing me yeah and i'm like he's got a point you should make him a vampire and you should both figure out how to not like kill and drink blood yeah but that was the only thought i had about morbius after that because then i stopped thinking about it right because i was just like this is this is so asynchronous to me it's just like it's like assaulting my senses mm-hmm. um yeah matt smith is definitely the, you know the rachel of of morbius i think yes oh god i just dropped it. all right um yes i i agree um, I wish I had been reading Rachel as him, mm-hmm. but she was on screen for longer than he was on screen mm-hmm. for the most part. Right. Or she was on screen longer amounts of time than him. He would be like sporadic. And so the, the times that she was on screen, there would be several characters in my ears. Yeah. Um, I wish that it's, this had sunk up more. It really didn't. No, not at all. For me, it only synced up twice. Um, and that was when uh, it was literally the beginning and the end. Because, like, the beginning, you know, it starts out with that, like, 
low like slow building like marvel music where it's like you know it's like you know you know like you know horror like spooky chords are starting to play and it's playing over new york city and then like there's sounds of a helicopter like flying through like a forest or a jungle or something and it's still playing over new york city so it's like it makes sense like yes this is this i mean it's a little bit weird because it's jungle sounds but you know yeah concrete jungle baby oh sure sure yeah I must move a dehumidifier. Oh yeah, go oh, go for it, dude. I'll be right back. Just keep talking. No about Morbius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I well, okay. So he's gone now. I'm gonna talk about Emilio and Doctor Glazer, and they re- really nothing happened during that scene, which is unfortunate. Um, I didn't even really have a thought about them until right now, um, because I always talk about them when Matt leaves. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I'll have some thoughts about them when I watch uh, Morb's Kiss. I'm going to have to ask Matt about it, actually, to see what was happening in Morbius when that happened. Um, oh, so I guess I should just tell everybody, we're definitely going to be doing Morb Swap 2. We're going to be definitely doing it in the future. Um uh i would i i'm you know i i can't i i just can't not see morbius i need to see morbius it's like a sick compulsion um maybe i should see a therapist like dr glazer mayhaps um let's see if i have any fun notes here um hmm Oh yeah, uh, there's apparently a bat first-person shot that I've never noticed before, but it, for whatever reason, young Matt Smith's voice prompted that in me. Um, hmm. I don't know, man. This was just a bad watch. This was the worst watch of all. And you know, it's probably not going to be so bad when I do my three-hour watch coming up, but... Uh, that's going to be something. I hope you all are enjoying this show. All of you listening. And I'm talking directly to you now. This is, um, this is a, a fun endeavor so far. And it's going to become a, a hard endeavor. But I think, uh, it'll be, I think it'll be rewarding. I, I at least hope it will. Um, oh, I wonder if you, can you hear this? Uh, I don't have my soundboard hooked up. I could, I could play a, a boing sound to entertain you, but, uh, that's not, that's not possible. Let me, let me see if I can, let me see if I can hook that up somehow. No, definitely not. Here, I'm just going to put my my headphones way up to the microphone, and you guys are just going to hear a funny noise. <laughs> Hang on. Apologies in, in advance for the audio badness that's about to happen. <laughs> that was nothing. Hang on. Um, how's this? Is that, is that entertaining? Um, here's a here's another one. Um, I, I'm just attacking. I'm just lashing out now. I'm sorry. This is. I'm just attacking you all with sounds. I'm. I'm just. I'm just trying to make anyone feel the anguish I've felt watching vampires morb. Let me just adjust this. Ugh, I'm just 
this is just this is this is just inexcusable behavior and i i apologize um this is just i'm in i'm in bad form i'm just all out of sorts oh he's back okay thank god thank god you're back man i've just been lashing out <laughs> <laughs> about jared Lowe. Uh, no not even i've just been lashing out in general okay damn I I re- just going on really my soundboard. personal stuff like really inappropriate for the podcast no not well not even i just realized my soundboard wasn't connected to audacity and then um i i i decided to put my headphones on my mic and just play sounds and i'm like this is not good <laughs> this isn't good to listen to <laughs> and i'm not gonna edit it out so everyone's gonna hear me lashing out at them okay enjoy um what, were you saying something before you left? I my train of thought has fully been derailed. Um, just talking about about Morbius. You know how? Yeah. Doesn't seem terribly gothic. You know, it's just no. I was thinking as I was watching this, and you know, of course, I could be totally wrong. Like Morbius could be like one of the greatest movies ever made. And just like you really mm-hmm. do need the context from all the dialogue and the musical choices and all the sound effects yeah. and whatnot. But watching this, this whole time, you know, thinking, I was just like, I don't think Peter Lowell would like this movie. And he's no. he's a fan of vampire cinema, and I think that's why yeah. he would not. I don't think it would meet his criteria, you know? Mm-mm. Like, it doesn't have, like, his... Even, like, the design, like, it doesn't feel it particularly sounds... inspired. Yeah, it just sounds so much like an action movie. Like, yeah, it's just a normal were, action movie. There were like parts where I heard a lot of machine gun fire too, and I was just like, "Yeah, this is not." I don't know, man. It's just, it just didn't seem very uh, inspired. I mean, I feel like the thing is like, I don't know if you're gonna make like a homegrown vampire thing. I feel like it could be just like any animal at a certain point. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you could. I mean. I guess he said that the only it was the only mammal that drank blood, and I guess by technicality you're right. But like, there's a lot of things in the world that drink blood, dude. What about why, a lamprey eel? What why about did a, he need the mosquito? animal to drink blood? Yeah, they also said that vampire bats can take down animals like five times their size, and that's not true. Vampire that's bats not. don't kill. They like, they like drink blood of cattle. They're like mosquitoes. But those cattle don't know what fucking hit them, dude. I mean, come on. <laughs> but the, they don't, because I don't think the cattle really notice them. The cattle think of them as a minor annoyance. Well, you gotta consider that, like, these bats that Morbius was keeping, there was just, like, a mm. thousand of them. So, you know, you know, true, one bat to a cow. No big like deal, a but a giant swarm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I remembered. I, I was talking about synchronicity. Um, there was only two moments of synchronicity, and the 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 one I mentioned before was the first one, which is like the opening, yeah. and then the second one was the end, and the end was very interesting, and it was my standout, and there was just a moment in like the whole ending sequence of Vampire's Kiss that wasn't my standout, um, and it was when Rachel shows up where, at the very end where she's like, uh, she says, um, dream, dream of me, my, my darlings, yeah. dream of me, um. Or Dream Me My Angel. Sorry, I should know this by now. Um, <laughs> and it's like, during the whole sequence when Emilio is like, when he breaks the window and he goes up the stairs um, and like Peter Lowe's like having his, or actually no, it's like when he enters his apartment, mm-hmm. it's after the end credit scene has finally happened and I guess Vulture or whoever the fuck. Yeah, it's Michael Keaton's character. That's what from- I thought spider-man homecoming yeah it's that one i i couldn't remember who if it was him or not i was just like i guess that's him but like once the end credit scene like ends then um emilio comes into the apartment and he kills peter Mm lowe and during that whole sequence it's very peaceful end credit (laughs) music it's very peaceful music Mm -hmm. it's very like quiet and nice and very almost angelic Mm -hmm. and it like 
syncs up. It's like, oh, this you feel like the peacefulness of his death, and he's like finally at peace, mm-hmm. and it feels like you, like his soul is like leaving his body as the camera pans up, right. and it synced up really nicely. But it synced up even more because then the peaceful angelic music faded into this like weird horror like like scary chord and it's like very all of a sudden scary and it was like this weird synthy scary like uh horror uh tune for just a little bit and it lasted exactly as long as rachel was on screen and then it faded back into normal credit music when the credits rolled for vampire's kiss and that was my standout moment because it was the only moment of true synchronicity in the movie for me anyway well that's just lovely yeah did you have any or was it literally just like fun songs syncing up with you know funny scenes i mean it was just it was just fun it wasn't even like that particularly funny like there's this one part where like one of like the classic like horror monster movie sings from i think mm-hmm. when peter puts the teeth in syncs up to when yeah. like morbius like his eyes turn like all white and stuff like when he's like mm. all vamped out and stuff and that that sunk up but besides that um, I guess I guess Morbius like stabs a guy or something or kills a guy who's trying to stab and he's like a gang member randomly. Mm-hmm. And when the guy like screams from getting hit, like it kinda syncs up to when like Peter's like Boo You know, when he's like <laughs> Oh, actually I think I remember there being like uh screams of like terror when he was going boo hoo when he tried to shoot himself. Yeah. So that was kind of fun, I guess. It was messy. <laughs> I was know, messy. this was such a, like, this is just such an exasperated sigh of a watch. I'm just like... Oh, oh. You know, oh, I yeah? think I think the way I interpreted most of these was just, like, a lot of, like, what was happening in Vampire's Kiss was just, like, Morbius's inner monologue. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps what just goes on through Jared Leto's head, like, on a daily basis. But... yeah. I think the one part where it did like kind of make an interesting juxtaposition was that the part where Peter's telling his therapist about getting really horny about the bat, Morbius was dissecting bats. <gasps> wow. So, you know. That's very interesting. I mean, take that as you will. He's a bat. That's. Fucker. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it tracks, you know. It tracks, yeah. Um, Did Annika ever tell you about that thing that someone they worked with said about Jared Leto on the set of Morbius? No. Okay. What did he do on the set of Morbius? Um, just some method acting stuff. But I oh believe it was is that because Michael Morbius, you know, he's, you know, he walks on crutches. Mm-hmm. So Jared Leto's trailer, according to someone who worked on a film set with Annika, who said they worked on morbius said that you know yeah. because michael morbius you know did not use a wheel or he didn't because michael morbius wore crutches uh-huh. jared leto would not walk down any stairs like they had to plan the set around him not having to walk down any stairs because it's just like that's not something that morbius would do but but he wasn't in a wheelchair he had crutches. He was on crutches. Yeah, but what, you know, you're not he... going to make a guy in crutches walk down some stairs, you know? That's what Jared Leto says. I guess. Didn't he have the kind of crutches where it was like they go around your wrist and you, like, hold on to them? Like All I know is that Jared Leto didn't want to walk down some stairs and he just found a workplace-related reason for it, you know, so. That's, dude... <laughs> Good for him, I guess. <laughs> like method acting or uh, gaslighting, you decide, audience. Or girl bossing. Was he girl bossing? Was he girl bossing? I don't get big Did girl you notice? boss vibes from Morbius. <laughs> no. What is what is his personality? Because he just seems kind of boring and stoic to me. Like I couldn't it was get kind like, of a read on his moral compass at all. He was kind of boring and stoic. I mean, he he had moments where he had like Guardians of the Galaxy level quipping, but if they mm-hmm. were like frail and waif like instead of like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, young and full of cum or whatever. 
Yeah, he seemed particularly lacking in cum in this movie, I noticed. In a <laughs> yeah. way that Peter, like, never is. Peter's very horned up the whole time. Yeah. No, he was very, like, he would, like, make little quips, but he would, like, sound like he's dying of consumption. So <laughs> it was just like, it was just like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. The sound of a I man must... realizing that the money he just took for, the role he just took for the money is very bad. <laughs> i mean yeah but uh honestly i'd do it i'd be morbius for however much money they paid jared leto oh yeah i would do it and you know i would walk down some stairs because yeah you know what i'd do it i'd i'd not i would not method act for this movie i wouldn't be annoying to the entire cast and crew Mm -hmm. i just assume that you know if he did have to deal with some stairs he'd be like all right you guys have to carry me you just, oh you just have to carry. I mean, he and he's doing this because he definitely learned that that's what Daniel Day Lewis did for my left foot. Mm. I thought you were gonna say for Lincoln. Yeah, for Lincoln, he made people carry him around. Yeah, the, the, he said, the, "I'm, no- I'm." <laughs> he thought they were filming Lincoln babies. <laughs> little known fact <laughs> about Abraham Lincoln: he loved to be carried everywhere. Yeah, it was, he he thought it was fun. Yeah, it was very difficult because he was very tall and heavy, you know. <laughs> yeah Did you know daniel day lewis has like a like crazy tattoos all over him i didn't that's that's pretty awesome he's I like way know. tatted up i think he even has a neck tattoo what that's crazy i think so let me see i was watching this interview with daniel day lewis i think it was after there what maybe there will be blood not there may be blood. Mm-hmm. There was blood, definitely. There might be blood. There could be blood. Blood? Oh, he doesn't have neck Question tattoos. Mark? But he was... <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just like watching his press run on that because I, I wanted to hear about him talking about the performance. And mm-hmm. I think that happened around the time that Heath Ledger passed away. So he was on Oprah talking uh, about Heath Ledger. And, you know, it was very, very sad. And I don't think he knew him very well. But, you know, he was affected, obviously. But Yeah, I mean, it was sad was, for everyone. Yes. But Daniel Day-Lewis was wearing such, like, a ridiculous outfit. He had such a silly hat on that, like, didn't really go with it. I, <laughs> I feel like artsy-fartsy, like, actor guys, like, you know, they're allowed to take more eccentric things with their fashion. But it was, I'm sorry, Daniel, it wasn't working. It just it looked no, very. No, it wasn't silly. it. He looks like, like a like a little trickster, you know, <laughs> like a silly guy. Where his tats visible? Because he's got a lot of them. They're his like all over visible. his arms. He was just oh, like sad. a guy in a silly hat with a British accent, and it just made me chuckle a little bit. Oh yeah, he's British. I always forget about that. Yeah, I feel like I always, I'm always forgetting people are British. I always hope they're not, you know, and they just end up being. Yeah. This is very disappointing. I recently watched a movie that made me forget Idris Elba was British. Was it Sonic 2? No, I wish. No, it was uh, It was The Harder They Fall, which is a fun movie. Is that a remake? No, it's a, it's like a cowboy movie. Oh, okay. It's like a, it's like a Western, but like all the characters are black. Mm-hmm. um it's very stylish it's very cool yeah. the story's all right you know mm-hmm. it's mostly like you know a lot of cool gunfights a lot of a lot of great outfits a lot of cool sets a lot of explosions mm-hmm. um i forget the name of the main guy he's in lovecraft country he was the main guy in lovecraft country knuckles uh zazi beats is in it oh. what nothing <laughs> knuckles the echidna yeah he was in uh lovecraft country it was very affecting yeah it was you know because usually you get you see knuckles being typecasted as like oh i'm the guy who's a sonic character or whatever but you know yeah he could work in other contexts you know just don't bring too much attention to it (laughs) yeah don't don't think about it too much but uh yeah um yeah zazie beats is in the movie uh lakeith stanfield is Mm -hmm. in it it's a good movie yeah, I mean it's like the the story's just okay, but the mm-hmm. uh, everything else is like really good. Did you ever watch that Netflix anime that had Lakeith Stanfield playing a black samurai? Oh, what was it? The the music for it. Yes, uh, I didn't watch it, but I heard it was really good. I watched... What was it called? It was like 
Yusuke, 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 something. Yeah, like it was. Wasn't it about like the uh, like a historically black samurai? I believe so. But then, like the show, apparently gets like crazy. Yeah, they took some creative liberties. I thought that it was just going to be straight up historical, and then there was a giant samurai Uh magic mech, and I was like, oh, I don't think this. I mean, I'm not a historian, (laughs) but I could be wrong. I think they made this one up. (laughs) I. I don't. I don't mean to call them liars or anything, but <laughs> it just seemed a little far fetched to me. Is all the next. You, you know what? I'm gonna go on the opposite side of this coin. I'm gonna watch this show and believe every second of it. I'm gonna like. You know what? Yes, this happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you, Lakeith um, Stanfield. Thank you, Lakeith Stanfield. Um. Yeah. Lakeith Stanfield should be in a. A, a vampire um, movie. A vampire movie. I feel like he could play a really good vampire. Oh, definitely. Have you like seen a really him? weird one? Yeah. Have you seen him as L from Death Note? What was he L in Death Note? He was he was the live action L in the live action Death Note with uh, Nat Turner from Wait. the Brothers Band. I believe it was for Netflix. Wait, he was. He was in that movie? Yes, he was. The one where Willem Dafoe is Ryuk? Mm-hmm. And the Naked Brothers band guy, Matt Wolf, was Light Turner. Uh-huh. Not Light Egon. I remember that. Yes. I didn't know Lakeith Stanfield was L? Okay, now oh, yeah, I'm going to watch was, this movie. Oh, yeah, he was like he was doing all the things. He was standing on the chairs, you know, doing the doing the L things. I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to if you're going to cast an American person, as L, if you're gonna like just a discount L as a Japanese person, and you just cast an American, right? Lakeith Stanfield would make sense. He's weird. He, he can de- play weird. Yeah, definitely. Did he do well? Did you watch this movie? I did. It's the only form of Death Note that I've really fully watched. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen like two episodes of actual Death Note, but like that's mostly my perception of it. <laughs> Which that's really great. funny yeah but i i, I don't remember the potato do chip scene if they ever if they touched it i feel like they probably did but potato chip scene yeah you know like the <gasps> oh i know what you're talking about the potato what... chips in all of anime that's the one that everyone's talking about i know that that's the that's the one where like light is in his room and he's like being surveilled yeah and he's like thinking to himself he's like like walking himself through all of the um the like things he's doing to seem not suspicious like i'm going to eat a potato chip now now i'm going to eat another one yes yeah he was like he had his phone like doing a news feed like in the potato chip bag so that he was still like writing he was like fucking i think he was using both hands to write down shit like in the death note yes sats or whatever the fuck he was doing yes i remember yes he had in because okay so because i watched i read the comics right in middle school and like i remember he like had a little piece of the death note in the potato chip bag and he would write names on it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that makes me think that the death note's just like really greasy you know I mean, that little piece of it is for sure. Gross. Yeah. I would hope that it didn't work if you got, like, potato chip grease all over it. Like, that's the one thing that makes it null and void. The death note. Yeah, for real. Um... But this is not a podcast about death note. This is It's about... not a podcast about death note, but it's man, there's nothing podcast. else to say about vampires morb. I guess so. I was was Morbius like upset about being a vampire at all? Like, yeah, he didn't like it. He didn't like it because I'll be honest. Like, and I'm just doing this based off of just like, you know, mm-hmm. facial reactions and stuff. But I really wasn't feeling like the pain of and torture of being a vampire in Jared Leto as I did with Nicolas Cage as Peter. Because Peter, you know, he's really conflicted yeah. about it yeah peter seems like he genuinely wants to die yeah i heard i heard morbius talk a lot of shit about how he does not like being a vampire and and he even told matt smith who's like i'm not gonna make you one because it's a curse it sucks it's horrible you kill people yeah he didn't really make a very good case though because all he did was like bellyache about it yeah he was mostly like 
drinking bags of blood. I mean, I guess he attacked all those guys, but they were trying to kill him anyway. So was like, the blood blue? I think some of it was blue. Cause I don't know why. They made a big deal. Of, wow, there's a lot of helicopters in my neighborhood. They made a big deal about, like, like artificial blood uh, in the movie or blood. something. Yeah, Beyond it was like blood. he invented artificial blood or something, and he was drinking it, and it, like, made him not, like, hulk out when he was hungry. Yeah. But it was working, like, less and less or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. I was like... I was also like very like tired from work, so I was just kind of like <laughs> sort of nodding off a little bit, but like mm-hmm. I, I I like had to like sit up multiple times and like do a lap to make sure I kept myself awake. We were actually supposed to record this episode yesterday, but I was I just had a long day and I just sat down with this and I was like I can't I can't yeah. handle this. this is too- it was also much later at night for you. It was like what like like nine when you started basically yeah because like i i started i started at three which i think is only six for you but then you started at like nine and like yeah it was like you had a your day had already been going on for very long pretty much yeah yeah i I went roller i went rollerblading or roller skating after that well hell yeah dude i i tried to practice skateboarding i got our friend viv who was on the podcast gave me a skateboard and i tried practicing that oh yeah nice Here's the thing, though, because, you know, a few months ago, I was I was totally clean, you know, so my mm-hmm. mind, my body was pretty clear, you know, and I was able to get on a lot better, and I don't know if you know this, listeners, but smoking a lot of weed every day makes your motor skills a little bit worse. <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever heard anything like that. See, I would think based on all the skaters I know, that yeah. smoking a lot of weed makes you really good at skateboarding. See, I guess I'm built different, and, like, by built different, <laughs> I mean built worse, because <laughs> I'm not one of those skaters yet. I think you just need to smoke more weed, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> of course, yeah. I'm not in enough danger when I get on that thing. <laughs> it's okay. I'll get there. Can you do it? Can you do any tricks yet? I never learned how to do a trick when I skated. Man, I'm just trying to get on the fucking board. <laughs> <laughs> I got on I got on solidly three times and I very slowly glided across the basketball mm-hmm. court, so that was cool. Nice. But like we went to a skate park, but there was already a bunch of skaters who were like experienced, uh-huh. so like you couldn't oh, really like yeah. and you know, there's all the inclines, so like if you're a beginner, you can't really practice on that. And if you no. do to even try, like you're just gonna Put yourself and other people in harm's way, you know, mm. by just like being a blockade. Yeah, or no, people. I, I could never. I, I was like, I was at the roller rink and I was like talking to some of like a uh, friend of the show, Britt. She was there. She like invited me and uh, also another friend of the show, Jordan, to go to the roller rink. Mm-hmm. And she introduced us to like a bunch of her friends that she had met through like her work. Yeah. Um. And they were like really good at roller skating, like really good. And some of them go to like skate parks mm-hmm. and roller skate there. And I was like, no way, I could never, I could cool. never roller skate at a skate park because the moment there's an incline, I'm gonna fall directly on my ass or my face. It's yeah. gonna be brutal. I can only go in a circle like they do in the in the derbies mm-hmm. and apparently in Stranger Things. I haven't seen the new season yet. Is there anything vampire related? Uh, unclear. I know that apparently there's a lot of roller skating. Okay. Which apparently is why there were so many people at the rink last night. Mm. That and it's like summer. I guess kids are out of school now. Yeah. I thought so. Oh, I didn't ask you about anything, robot. (laughs) What's Siri trying to? What's Siri got to say? What does she think about the the podcast? Hey Siri, what do you think of my podcast? Sorry, I can't search your podcasts. You can ask me to play something though. That doesn't bode well for mm-hmm. our uh, for our uh, search engine optimization. I don't think <laughs> Siri, I'd like I'd like you to play songs of praise for me about my podcast. I need I need a confidence boost, please. Hello, hello. She turned off. Oh shit! Oh, She's well. terrible. Uh, 
that's uh that's grim i can't even get my phone to respond to me and my i think mine's bixby bixby hey hey bixby he's not even listening damn fucking bixby um all right well we've been going about 45 minutes uh do you have any final thoughts about vampires morb or morb's kiss as you have you as you've known it mm-hmm. i have very un on um substantiated opinions on morbius now uh-huh but same i must say that despite the fact that peter lowe isn't even an actual vampire vampire's uh-huh. kiss is a much better vampire movie than yes because you i know, yeah i think vampire movies you know for me like it's all about mm-hmm. the iconography and like what you add to the lore and stuff and there's and like yeah. your understanding of the history and what you're willing to call back to and reference and Vampire's Kiss does all that shit, and it's got the fangs, like the classic mm-hmm. fangs, like the sharp canines, yeah. you know. Morbius fangs. He has fangs, but it's like an even row of like sharp fangs, so they don't feel uh, very. The the vampires in this, they also look bad. Matt Smith's uh, vampire looks worse than Morbius's does, and also Matt I, Smith. I was curious. Yeah. I was like, I almost like moused over to your copy and like just like scrolled over to where you see matt smith's like full final form yeah because like they made a big deal about how horrible he looked because mm-hmm. they were just like oh you're you're doing such horrible things to yourself i could i can't even stand to look at you i'm disgusted by you um, and i'm like what does he look like but i refrained because i know we're gonna do this again i you know and let me let me let me be clear you know I was a Doctor Who fan. I like Matt Smith. <laughs> yeah. But Matt Smith's face naturally looks kind of ghoulish already. And if I'm being honest, he I has mean, like... You know, he's British. I get he it. He has very defined chalk bones. You really like... You could tell from his face, like the structure of his skull, if you know what I mean. He has very mm-hmm. flat, kind of plain features. So very broad just kind head. of Yeah, so just kind of adding like the white like digital shit over his face like he i feel like he kind of doesn't look that different than how he regularly <laughs> is like there's obvious differences but like overall yeah. like the transformation i don't think was as dramatic as as jared leto's was yeah and even he doesn't look great uh, they remind me a little bit how the vampires looked in i think it was called 30 days of night where the vampires mm. look kind of particularly like shark influence with like the way their proportions on their face were kind of stretched and their teeth were kind of more even and not like more canine kind of focused. Mm-hmm. But I liked it in that, but I didn't like that in Morbius, I'm afraid. Yeah. I feel like you've got to go big or go home if you're going to make variations on a vampire. Yeah. And he's not even like a mystical vampire. So it's like, no, he's like a science induced vampire, science vampire. I, I don't know if I've seen the science-induced vampire that I've liked so far. I can't think of any other ones. I'm sure there are. I can't, but... Yeah, I can't even think of one. Um, Thirst, the the vampirism is like disease-induced, but it's like not. Oh a, yeah, not really a man-made disease. I don't know if I remember. Correctly. Yeah, I've I think I've seen like iterations of that before yeah um i mean i've definitely seen it if you watch the strain that's that's a vampire disease right there Mm -hmm. um yeah you know i think the main takeaway i had from my watch and i think you might feel the same is that i am just infinitely grateful that we chose to watch vampires kiss and not morbius (laughs) 52 times over the course of a year absolutely that would have been fucking horrible because you know I, yeah i still like vampires kiss quite a bit mm-hmm. yeah hearing you know the callbacks to all the stuff that i remember from one of my favorite movies you know that really got mm-hmm. me through morbius i don't know <laughs> if i can get yeah. through morbius once you know yeah we'll see if i ever end up watching it normally after we do the final morb swap probably won't but I'm good. you never know. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah. Uh, it was great talking with you, Matt. 
um that is it has been the highlight of this last watch honestly mm-hmm. has just been talking to you because man the movie didn't have a lot to offer yeah this is the worst watch by far easily yeah the least enjoyable um, one yeah i think i'm gonna have a worse one in the works but we'll see <laughs> okay good goody wow yeah <laughs> um yeah uh do you have anything you want to plug i don't have anything in particular um there's always my twitter you know oh yeah which, you Go know follow we, Matt. We, we keep it loose there at lowercase x uppercase x underscore s three x y underscore d three v i l underscore capital x lowercase x some call me jack wow. that is the hand that is the i don't it's not like the at but it's the handle that i think is the first truly clean read you've done of that <laughs> i and i, like I applaud you easily yeah by I, the end of it I, end of this <laughs> and i'll plug it every yeah. single time <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean i i don't i'm not even gonna write it in the description i'm just kidding i will but uh you know uh yeah go follow matt he's a funny guy um and uh while you're at it go follow us on twitter game at game real pod um you know we we our handle is vampires piss right now but we'll be back to game real someday in the in the far future mm-hmm. yeah um send us anything you feel about vampires kiss and we'll talk about it and yeah yeah tweet at us just random things yeah. we'll we'll read it on the podcast really uncomfortable <laughs> personal stuff um thanks for listening everybody i've been cassidy i've been matt uh good night everyone Dream of me, my angel.